shots to Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Ross to Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee, and for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Yeah, welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host, my friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 661 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to do a bit of a correction, maybe a recap from a previous episode. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the kind folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Stoner Dave. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Godfather Kush. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Just A Smokin'. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Root 305 and Noah N. Let's send a thank you to Big Sexy Dank. I want to send a big fist bump to a longtime supporter, Know Me By My Guacamole. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Paul F. and Grow Man Stan. Let's send a big fist bump to a fellow podcaster, Justin Klosser. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend Rasta Green Thumb. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen. And of course, there is a link in the show notes and the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. You know the routine if you're driving, if you're working, if you're trimming, if you're cooking. Don't get yourself in trouble. Don't get burned. Don't get in a wreck. That link will be there when you are ready. Patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. If you've been watching the show, you know I've been encouraging people to join the Discord channel. By the time this episode comes out, we should be close to 1,000 members on the Irie Army Grow From Your Heart Discord channel. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who runs that Discord over there. They keep telling me they don't need uh, praise and love and thanks that they've gotten enough, but I do appreciate it. So big thanks to everybody who makes that happen, who keeps the community flowing. I do appreciate it. Um, I am looking to get the 1,000 member mark so we can do some giveaways and some prizes and some contests over there on the Discord. Once we've got 1,000 members, we will be giving away prize packages. There will be contests, photo contests, other contests, other giveaways, and many more shenanigans are to come on the Discord channel. I do like the Discord. It's really... uh, It's a good way for us to get away from social media. We're kind of reliant on the other social media companies who have a lot of control over what we can and cannot post and can and cannot say, Uh, especially being a cannabis brand. They do like to uh, censor some of the content that I post. And I do fear that some of my 
uh, my posts and my uh, accounts will be removed by some social media brands. Big shout out to Cannabuzz. I know Cannabuzz will never remove my content. Big thank you for that. Some of the other content providers, uh, the places where we can share social media content, they may remove our cannabis content. Uh, I do appreciate the Discord because it is kind of a middle ground between my website and social media. The website, I like to keep it kind of uh, professional, kind of businessy. There's not a chat there. Uh, there's not a forum there. Uh, it's just a place for me to put the business stuff. And the thing about that is I don't know. Uh, I could learn how to do it. I don't update the website myself. I don't do the updates. I don't do the website commands and programming. None of that is me. Uh, that's another guy that does that. Big shout out, bro. Thank you. You do a great job. I rely on you and you do a wonderful job at that. But that is not my zone. I don't have time to do that. What I love about the Discord is I can post real-time updates. I can answer questions in real time. If there's something I want to do in real time, I can manage that on Discord. So it's a really nice go-between, in my opinion, uh, between social media and between the website. I can manage it, I can edit it, I can do things on the fly, and I know they're not gonna edit me or censor me like they do quite often on social media. So that's the long way of saying, come join us on the Discord. Uh, you're welcome, you're invited. There is a link in the show notes and in the video description. I've realized that sometimes the link I was using may have been a link that expired. I have corrected and edited that. Uh, there will be a current link, a valid link in the video description and in the show notes. Um, in some servers, the show notes don't pop up. I've noticed that some of the uh, places where you get the audio feed, the show notes don't pop up the way they should. Uh, you may have to go check the, uh, go to YouTube, find the link to get to the Discord. It's just a couple of clicks away. Don't worry, we'll get you there. But join us on the Discord. Look forward to some giveaways. Uh, I just pop in and hang out in the chat. I'm in the video chat at least once a week. I'm in there just chatting with the crew. Uh, Dave does some auctions and other things like that. It's a good time. Pop in, join us on Discord. All right, where else do we go? The Etsy store. We have done some updates and some things to the Etsy store. Uh, there is a sale happening right now. If you are part of the Discord, if you are part of the Patreon, if you are part of the newsletter, you did receive a coupon code. Uh, We're doing a lot of things on the Etsy store. Things are flying off the shelves. A lot of packages went out today. More packages will go out tomorrow. The goal is to kind of clear out some of the remaining remnants in the Etsy store. I've got a bunch of boxes with like two and three shirts in it. We're going to get rid of those two and three shirts. And once those shirts are gone, I'm going to use that fund, uh, those funds from the Etsy store to restock the shirts that are out of stock. A lot of people want certain sizes. Uh, there will be some new merchandise coming, new shirt designs, uh, new merch coming and restock of old stuff soon. So if there are sizes you have missed, it is coming. If there's something that you've been looking for, if it's in your size, it's probably on sale right now. Uh, join the newsletter, join the Discord, join the Patreon, and you will get a coupon code for the Etsy store. If you don't need a coupon code, just go hit it up. Um, go to the website, the iriegenetics.com website. You'll find the link to the iree store. The Etsy store is right there. You say, why do you have an Etsy store when you've got a professional website? Uh, because I can edit that on the fly. I can edit that, correct it, adjust it, change all the inventory. I can do everything on the fly really quickly. Super simple for me. I needed to simplify and streamline some things and that was the quickest, easiest way to do it. So the merchandise, the non-seed merchandise is available on the Etsy store. I feel like I'm advertising a lot at the start of the show. Let's go a little faster with this part so we can get to the fun part of the show. I've got one more thing I really wanna mention. Big shout out to my friends at Chi-Town Seeds. Chi-Town Seeds will be attending the Chicago Canicon event. If you are listening to this podcast when it comes out, the next day, the Friday and Saturday is the Chicago Canicon Go find my friends at Chi-Town Seeds. They do have a booth. They will have Irie Genetics in stock on hand, ready to go. 
at the Chicago Canacon. That's right, Chi-Town Seeds loaded up with plenty of beans. They've got Irie Genetics and plenty of other breeders on hand. Go say what's up. Let them know Rasta Jeff sent you. If you don't make it to the event, you can still follow Chi-Town Seeds on social media, and you can still get your beans from Chi-Town Seeds. They've got a lot of great Irie Genetics and other brands in stock. All right, let's get into some of the uh, edits, corrections, and updates from a previous episode. I did get two uh, great responses from a couple of things I've said on the podcast. I'm trying to find out which one I want to do first. This may turn into a long podcast, which I think you guys may appreciate, so that's fine. Let's go with, uh, we'll jump right into the, the one that I think may go long. Let's do it. Let's jump right into it. This one came from my friend Adam. He signed it with the name Adam. It doesn't say if he wants his name said, but uh, there are a lot of Adams out there, and you don't know Adam from Adam, so it could be any Adam. It goes a lot like this. It says, Rasta Jeff, I've been a big fan of yours for a while, and I really appreciate the interviews you've done, your strain description videos, and of course, your seeds. I've had the pleasure of growing at least one pack of each of these, and then they list several of my strains. They've got Liberation OG, Strawberry Starburst, Scarlet Begonias, The Cream, and Morning Dew. Uh, that's a really nice variety. Uh, and then they say, thank you for all of it. Uh, let me wrap follow the, wrap up that first paragraph with, bro, thank you. That's a lot of stuff to uh, start off with. You've been listening to the interviews, the strain descriptions. You've been a fan for a while, and you've grown the seeds. Uh, you're on the team. You're OG, so that's a great way to start. Now it says... Now for the review part. This is where we get critical. Now I enjoy this. I invited this sort of stuff. It says, concerning your recent breeding episodes, I wish you would be a little more technical and accurate about the breeding terminology and definitions. When you were talking about the Scarlet Begonias and East Coast Sour Diesel to Blueberry Project, it was kind of a letdown to hear you say, technically it's a polyhybrid, but we'll call it an F1. Um... Yeah, I did touch later on in the episode about how to make a true F1. I didn't want to sidetrack myself too much talking about F1s and polyhybrids in that episode because if you know me, it is very easy to sidetrack me and get me talking about some random shit. I was really trying to stay focused on that grow lesson, but you are right. I was right. I said truly we're fucking with polyhybrids and not F1s. Most of what is being bred, what we're buying, what we're purchasing is probably a polyhybrid, not a true F1. The F2s are getting us closer if they're even F2s because if we started... Anyway, see, that's what I mean. I can get on a good ramble really quickly. So I'm going to continue with this, but I do have a nice uh, reply. And I, I enjoy these respectful uh, reviews and criticisms. I am not taking this with any... Uh, there's no salt in my game here. I enjoy this. Uh, but it goes on to say, it was kind of a letdown. If you know better, please go into detail about homozygous and heterozygous genotypes and why it matters and the parental stock of true F1 hybrids. I think it would serve the community well to stop calling all the poly uh, hybrids F1s. Very few breeders even talk about finding or creating homozygous lines to be the parents for F1s. I challenge you to geek out hard on breeding for us. All right. Um, I am all up for a challenge of geeking out hard on breeding, but that's not my goal for the podcast. I appreciate your passion and your desire to uh, inspire me to go further with breeding, but that's not really what I'm doing. Um, and let me let me read my notes and get myself back on track. Uh, this is completely correct. What you were saying is correct. It was later on in the episode, I did go down line breeding a little bit to kind of create a more homogenous strain. Um, but in this podcast, my goal isn't really to go that deep into breeding yet. I'm 661 episodes in, 
and I feel like people are finally getting a good grasp on how to grow. My goal for this podcast is to give you the basics, to get you a to get you a good foundation, to be a solid, reliable grower, to understand the plant. Uh, I will give in-depth breeding advice. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just not ready to do it yet. That's not where the show has evolved. My goal is to get everybody going. Um, there are podcasts that are that teach much more advanced levels than mine, and there are podcasts that don't teach as advanced as mine, and I have no judgment around that, but I think that where my audience is right now, where I'm trying to take my audience, is more to a uh, self-sustainable, self-reliant sort of a grow thing. I feel like a lot of the people that are trying to breed are already reading the books that you're trying to get me to talk about, which is a good thing. Uh, I will go there, but I'm not ready to do it, and I don't think that the audience is ready for it yet. No offense to my audience. I feel like I will lose some people. I'll get some people with a notebook taking a lot of notes, but my goal now at this point in time for this podcast, learning this new gear, getting this new setup, right now I'm kind of focused on getting everybody going. I just want to get, there's so many new states legalizing there's so many new people learning about cannabis that I just want to make sure everybody's got the prerequisites, the basic skills. Uh, I want to be able to drive, change lanes, and parallel park. Once we can all drive, change lanes, parallel park, merge properly, then I'll start teaching us how to do fucking turbo tricks and fast turns and shit like that. But I don't, uh, I just don't want to go there yet. I don't feel like my audience, um, that's not what they're coming to me for. Maybe you are because you're asking for this, but these are conversations that happen uh, more on the Discord channel. This is stuff that I do geek out late at night on Discord with people. Uh, so I'll probably sign off of this podcast later and I'll go to Discord. And I'll be, hey guys, let's talk about breeding because I've been inspired by it. And we'll just geek out there uh, because then it is a two-way conversation. I get some feedback and we can talk and you can spark my brain a little bit. But for here on this podcast, I think my goal is more to get you started and give you the prerequisites. In time, in due time, I will teach you all of the breeding stuff. We will clear up all of those misconceptions. Somebody's actually asked a question about uh, myths and misconceptions about cannabis and about breeding. So I will make sure to include a part about uh, F1s, true F1s in that episode. So our friend Adam does include a nice example of co-dominant alleles and talking about how to produce uh, the traits that we're looking for. I don't think it's necessary to read all of that right now. It's kind of a lot for somebody that doesn't understand breeding. It talks about finding plants, breeding a pink plant or a red plant to a white plant when your goal is all pink plants. It talks about the options and the ratios. This is very accurate. This is very intriguing, but I'm not ready to present this in the podcast yet. It's not. Uh, it's just not what I'm ready to teach the listeners. We may talk about this on the Discord. Uh, this may be a chatter somewhere else, but this is just not what I'm trying to do for this show. I do appreciate it. I will touch on the, the obvious fact here is that uh, a lot of what we are calling F1s are not true F1s. They are polyhybrids. A lot of them have very similar parents. A lot of them have chem dog or cookies right in the lineage, which kind of right there technically makes them a polyhybrid. When we cross two cookie dominant or cookie parented plants together, we've made a polyhybrid. We haven't really done any F1 work. Uh, that is very accurate. So in the future, I will work out a long episode that has a lot of this included in it. I've got a breeding episode with a lot of myths and misconceptions that I mentioned that is coming up that will have F1s and other stuff included in there. Uh, let me make sure I covered all of my notes on this because I do write stuff on the side of the paper here and sometimes I get so chattery I don't cover it. Um, yeah, it looks like I got all of that stuff for you. Uh, and yeah, most of my listeners, honestly, I don't think, and no disrespect if you are, but I think the majority of my listeners are here to learn uh, to get a good, solid foundation on growing 
and then we'll catch up to breeding once I feel like I've given all that stuff out again in the video format. A lot of it is available on the old audio format, but I wanna get all that information out again in the video format because it's getting much more noticed on the YouTube channel and the video. All right, Adam, thank you for the great message. I hope I give you a satisfactory answer. You are correct, my dude. Those are not true F1s. We will talk deeper about that in the future, but right now I think we're on the right path for this podcast. All right, let's move forward to another message. In a previous episode, I told a story about Chemdog and the story of the 13 beans. I mentioned a guy named, uh, let's see, I mentioned a guy named AJ. In my mind, I was confusing Joe Brand and AJ. AJ is known as Asshole Joe, uh, who honestly, from what I read, is not an asshole. I've seen him on podcasts. I've seen him at events. Doesn't seem like an asshole, but he got the nickname Asshole Joe back in the day. In my mind, I was honestly mixing up since there's Joe and Joe, and I got a brain injury, I just Joed them right together and made that one person. Those are two different people. So Joe Brand and Asshole Joe are two different people. In the story I told about Kim Dog and the Legend of the 13 Beans, you're going to have to swap out the name AJ and put in Joe Brand every time. Then that story will be accurate to the best of my knowledge. I've gotten a correction, and I'm acknowledging that. So let's just edit that. Just do that thing in on uh, the Google Documents where you just replace, and every time I said one word, just replace it with another. But there is a connection. There is a connection to why I was putting Joe Brand and Asshole Joe in the same story. Um, Asshole Joe is where the Sour Diesel comes from, and the Sour Diesel is related to the chem dog. So I'm going to talk about that just because we happen to have pulled this story out just because it happened this way. Um, so if you've heard of the AJ's cut of sour diesel, AJ is the one who is known for making the sour diesel popular. That sour diesel that goes around in Colorado that uh, it stinks up the car. You got to put it in two baggies. The good sour diesel makes my eyes itch. It makes them feel kind of funny when I smoke it, which I enjoy. Uh, my eyes get itchy and super bloody red, which a lot of herb doesn't make my eyes red anymore, but that sour D will get to it. Uh, and it uh, was just the diesel. Some other people added the word sour to it. Uh, we may touch on that. That may be a totally different podcast, but let's delve a little bit into this. So um, there was the chem dog uh, story that I talked about, right? Uh, Legend of Chem Dog and the 13 Beans. Two guys in Colorado, Peabud and Joe Brand, get some herb. They call it the Dog Bud. Um, they go to a Grateful Dead show. They meet a guy who uh, wasn't called Chem Dog yet. Later on in the future, gets the name Chem Dog. Um, they become friends. Joe Brand and Peabud later on mail Chem Dog, his, not Chem Dog yet, but he's about to become Chem Dog in the story, mail him some herb. Uh, in one of the ounces, I read there were two ounces. One didn't have any seeds. The other one had 13 seeds. So he pulls some seeds out and he grows them. Um, they were calling the weed the dog bud or the chem weed because it would make you roll over like a dog or lazy like a dog and it smelled like chemicals. So it got dubbed the chem dog. And the guy that grew it and found it, found the seeds in there, he became known as chem dog. He grew some seeds. There was chem dog 91, chem sister, uh, and then a couple other uh, variations of chem. There was a male that was pulled. There are more seeds sitting around, which may get grown in the future here. So uh, this guy, Chem Dog, he's growing weed, right? He starts, uh, he's also a glass blower and he goes to Grateful Dead concerts to sell his glass and to have a good time because that's a great place to go sell some pipes and make some friends. Uh, so Chem is selling some pipes and he meets this guy named AJ, who is known as Asshole Joe, but 
Asshole Joe is not an asshole. He's a cool guy. Shout out to AJ. Um, they uh, sell they sell each other a pipe. Kim sells AJ a pipe. And just being bros, Kim's like, well, let's smoke a bowl out of it. He made the pipe. He hasn't smoked out of it because you don't smoke out of it until you sell it. And he's like, can we smoke out of it? And AJ's like, sure, but let's smoke some of my weed because I got some good weed. And Kim's like, nah, bro, I don't know. I got some fire weed. And they both pull out their weed. And guess what they both had? They both had the dog bud. They both had the original dog bud. So it was kind of a bonding moment. They became friends at that moment. We got two legends in the cannabis industry becoming friends at this time. Uh, dog bud and dog bud in two different bags from two legendary fucking people in the industry. So AJ and Kim have now met. Uh, and that's where I think I blended the story in my head. So uh, they got the same weed. It's the original dog bud. Now this is where the story gets interesting. They were calling, AJ was calling his dog bud diesel because... Uh, anything he's from New York and anything that they were smoking in New York that was good weed was called diesel. Like now the kids call anything that is good gas, which I think is funny because gas should be weed that smells like gas, not weed that smells like fucking berries. If it smells like berries, why are you calling it gas, bro? Uh, quit doing that, please culture. Uh, but they would just call anything that was good diesel. That'd be some diesel weed. And I think that came from Canada because I've got Canadian friends that call cool shit diesel. Like that's diesel, eh? So that probably came from Canadian terminology. Anyway, uh, the rumor has it. This is what I have pulled out uh, from folklore, from the internet, from history, from people that I know. Uh, I know a couple of people in the weed industry. I've, I know a couple of podcasters. I know a few of the guys that might have been involved in this. The story is that a mass super skunk plant accidentally pollinated AJ's chem dog plant. And that is where we got the diesel. I later on became sour diesel. Uh, because there was a crew that was selling it and they were sour. Uh, they were mad about other people or other people. It would The weed was so good, it would make other people mad and it was pissing people off and causing rivalries. And so the word sour got attached to it, the sour diesel. That's the story that I've got for you. That's what I think happened. That makes the most sense from all of the shit I have filtered from the internet, the interviews I've listened to on podcasts uh, and just things I know about the industry. So um, this guy, Kim, has got the chem dog weed. He meets up with a guy named AJ and they both have the chem dog herb. It turns out that AJ had a mass super skunk plant that either hermed or was a male. The story is that it hermed, it accidentally pollinated the chem and made the diesel. So that goes back to a couple of episodes that I talked about. Bag seed, bro. Bag seed. Accidental seed can be the most fire shit. I'm talking about sour diesel, one of the most popular strains ever ever in new york it was one of the most popular things ever in colorado uh in the 2009 2000 about 2005 2010 era there was a group south of me that was growing this sour diesel that i would line up if i knew where to get a bunch of it i would line up and buy it all it was so good it would make my eyes funky it would give me it's hard to give me like a paranoid kind of like in my zone kind of high at this point i've been smoking for so long i had to take a few dabs to get there to get the the smoke sweats and the paranoia but that sour diesel would make it feel weird you'd go in the grocery store and you'd think everyone's staring at you nobody's looking at you but you just feel like everybody is staring at you the ice cream aisle would pulsate when you walk down it and shit that sour diesel was fire so I wanted to recap because I may have said some wrong information in the last episode. I'm pretty sure that I was calling uh, AJ, uh, Asshole Joe, and Joe Brand was mixed up. I got the story wrong there. I wanted to make sure to correct that. Then I wanted to let you know how and why I made that connection. The guy AJ that I had in my head was the guy that gave us 
the Soured Diesel. So big shout out to Kim. Big shout out to AJ. Uh, shout out to Joe Brand. Who am I missing in here? There's got to be somebody in this story whose name I'm fucking not giving them a shout out. Oh, P-Bud. P-Bud is the guy that I missed. Uh, big shout out to all those guys. I got nothing but love and respect for all the people that, uh, man, they made the legends that we are telling now. They're the forefathers of cannabis history. So that's fucking awesome. They were doing this. Uh, they were working it and hustling it before there was any thought of cannabis legalization, doing the old Grateful Dead tour hustle. So big up to those guys founding the culture, making some shit happen. All right. I think, I think, do I? Yes, I do. I've got one question for you, and then we're going to wrap up this podcast. This one comes from, do they want their name said? I don't know if they want their name said, so I'm not going to say it. It says, Rasta Jeff, I was watching a video and I love it. I had a great laugh. Um, let's see. We're going to get to the question. It says, may I ask you a question? Can you have too much air movement over your girls from oscillating fans? Then they do explain their environment, their setup. And um, yes, you can absolutely have too much airflow, too much wind on your plants. Uh, sometimes the plants will start to look like they're getting leathery or papery. The leaves just don't look right. And it doesn't look like a deficiency. Uh, it just doesn't look like bugs are hitting it. Something just looks sad. They're getting wind burned. Uh, if the leaves right by the fan look a little bit shitty, if they're getting crispy, if they look dry, you are just blowing all of the water. They're chapped. They're chafed. Uh, they're getting wind burned. They've been on the boat all day and their face is all just dried out and they need some fucking uh, some, some lotion, bro. So yeah, you do need to minimize that amount of air on those plants. That wind burn will cause damage. It will slow down the growth. Uh, and you're just, uh, you're creating just a bad environment right there in that one area. Slow down that fan, uh, move it. Maybe if you have to, if you can, I know you're in a tent, so you don't have all the options, but turn that bitch down, bro. You don't need so much fan movement in there. Timps and humidity are great. Um, yeah, you can mess them up with that fan. So if you're seeing problems, they're going to look leathery, papery. They'll start clawing. Uh, they may just start falling right off, turning crispy. Uh, and it's just going to be the section right in front of the fan, so it should be fairly obvious. So, yes, the fan can absolutely start messing up your plants. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, new growers, old school growers, um, everybody out there, what was I going to say? Pollen chuckers, greenhouse growers, inside growers, breeders, advanced breeders, everybody who loves the cannabis plant as much as I do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the grow from your heart podcast. If you feel like this episode was educational, informative, entertaining, maybe I made you laugh. Maybe I rescued your garden. Maybe you just want to throw me a tip to say thank you. All you have to do is visit www patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information, of course, is right there on the screen. And there is a link in the show notes and the video description. If you've got any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know, I'd love to hear from you. The email address is grow from your heart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me a message. You know, I love to read the messages. I love making listener generated content that lets me know I'm helping somebody out there. It lets me know I'm getting at least some help to at least one person. Our buddy here who sent this message with a fan question they got some answers. And I feel like if they've got the question, probably a bunch of people out there with the same question. Make sure you check out the website, iregenetics.com. And don't forget about the Discord channel. There is a link in the video description. All right, everybody, thanks again for watching. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my new friend, Midnight Samurai. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.